podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And welcome to another episode of Media Matters for Anfield Index. It seems the transfer world has gone crazy. The FFP deadline is uh, right up on us, literally. And everyone is waiting for the Reds to make some moves in simple terms. So I'm delighted as ever, a regular guest now, really pleased to say that, that we're joined by the respected and the renowned David Lynch. David, how are we? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Uh, glad, glad to be back on with you. Yeah, busy, a busy time for you, I'm guessing, at the moment as well, with all the rumours and all the things swirling. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, although, you know, sort of a, seemingly a bit of a quiet period for Liverpool, you know, a few outgoings to, to, to talk about, which I'm sure we'll get on to. But um, yeah, in terms of incomings, it's, it's gone a, a touch quiet. So um, yeah, hoping it'll ramp up a little bit more in the in the next few days or so. Yeah, absolutely. Which which is probably a, a sentiment shared by 99.9% of Reds. Absolutely. So we'll get into it, ladies and gents, as normal. We'll we'll take David through sort of the, the latest updates, ask him all the questions we can, all the questions that you've kindly sent in to us through Discord, the website, all those types of things as well. So let's get into it, David. So the, the first area, and this in a strange way, might even be the quietest area at the moment, the forward line. It almost seems like it's not a priority and there's no real name sort of being linked, being mentioned, you know, in a serious context, I should say. So the, the one thing that there's a lot of people debating at the moment, if no one does come in, and obviously please correct me if that's different from your information, but if no one does come in, who do you actually think is the kind of starting three at the moment in that forward line? Yes, well, in, ter- in terms of forward line being sort of a priority or, or something Liverpool are looking at. I mean, one of the names you might have seen sort of came up this week was was Jeremy Doku. Um, and I know he's a player who Liverpool have liked for a long time um, and, and had been watching yeah. closely, but don't don't get a massive impression that he's, he's kicked on to the degree that, that Liverpool will be absolutely pushing to sign him. And I don't think there's really sort of a lot of space for him because, like I say, I, I'm not sure that the forward line is something that's that's massively being looked at this summer. Huge, you know, we know the priorities of the midfield and and also they really would quite like to get a defender in if 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 that's possible. Um so the forward line really they they're quite well set there, I think. I think yeah. you know particularly you know the, the obviously left hand side you you you've you've got Diaz there who's who's going to be back fit hopefully and hopefully can play the whole season. Obviously Jota can also play in that position. We've seen Nunez out there so really well stopped there. Up front, Gakpo's been a, a revelation since he came in. Really, really good. Uh, yeah. And Nunez is the the sort of you know can, well prefers to play in that centre forward position. And then on the right hand side, obviously you've got Salah. But I'd also mention that you know Doke. Hopefully, we will see in the domestic cups. I'd like to see a lot of him. So you don't want to block 
block his path by bringing anyone else in. And I'd also say if Liverpool do what they should do in midfield, um, that that Harvey Elliott's minutes there will get squeezed. So that then opens up the opportunity. Can we see a little bit more of him in the forward line? Um, yeah. you know, that it, we've seen him there a little bit, haven't we? In that sort of four-two-three-one shape, and it, it just looks a lot, lot more natural to him there. I think so. I would quite like to see a bit more of him in that position. So then, you know, you, you add up all those options there, and, and Liverpool are really well stocked in terms of the forward line. So yeah, don't don't see it being a priority at all in this window, or, or forward being brought in unless something crazy happened, like Salah was to to leave Saudi Arabia, which I, you know, I could, I, I really, really don't expect that to happen. That that won't, you know. I could, Go as far as to say that won't be happening in this window. Um, in terms of the, the the sort of who who the starting front three is, I, I suppose it's difficult because we've had the injuries and 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 you know it's really sort of difficult to nail that down. But for for me personally, I think you know obviously Mo Salah is is the one nailed down name in there. Yeah. But I, I'd I'd say Gakpo has has played himself into that position. I think I think he was so good towards the end of the season playing that sort of you know, doing a really good impression of Firmino. I, I just think he has to start the season in that position. It's it, He plays in a style that Liverpool have become so accustomed to having someone doing those sorts of things in that position. I think he has to start there. And then yeah. the left-hand side, you know, it will be horses courses at the time. But I think, you know, Diaz getting that number seven sort of feels instructive about how he's viewed and, and how important a player he is. So, you know, I'd have to say, you know, and, and when he was fit and firing, he was always the first choice on that left-hand side. So I, I think, yeah. like, you know, to start the season, I wouldn't be hugely surprised if we saw Diaz, Gakpo and, and Salah as the starting three. We, yeah, we, which makes complete sense. And I think a, a number of our sort of subscribers are, are thinking that way too. It's, it's interesting you touched on there, the, the formations, because that's the other sort of big discussion. Is it back to a 4-3-3, like you say, with the, the box midfield, a 3-4-3, however, you know, however you wish to describe that. Do you think there's potentially a situation where we could see at times four forwards on the pitch in variation? Do you think that's possible this season? Yeah, no doubt, because we've we've seen it enough times in previous seasons where, you know, if you've got a sort of quite gentle home game, um, you know, it, it makes sense to have that much sort of firepower on the pitch. And I also think, you know, one of the big considerations for, for Klopp, which he didn't, didn't have last season because of all the injuries that Liverpool had, was that he's going to want to give is is frontline forwards, you know, minutes. There's going to be times where Nunez is going to be struggling to game time if Gakpo is going to be starting every game up front or the majority yeah, of the yeah. big games. So there's going to be times where he's thinking, how can I get this guy in, keep him involved, keep him happy? Um, and, you know, using four forwards is, is definitely a way of doing that. So I think, you know, there, there are going to be games where that that looks like the sensible option. So, I, yeah, I w- wouldn't be surprised at all if we see that, fe- you know, not, not hugely frequently, but, you know, occasionally throughout the season because... You know, Liverpool will, will hopefully have given themselves a base behind that, that that's more structurally sound than it was last season. And so Liverpool, they'll, you know, Klopp will feel a little bit more comfortable in terms of throwing more forwards on um, and, 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 yeah, using utilising that firepower that he's got. Yeah, which would make a complete sense, as you said, in an area where we are very well stocked with five senior forwards and youth options. Good stuff. I mean... Probably you'd, you'd no doubt about this. All the talk is around midfield. I know you said before as well, it is sort of the, the priority area that's being looked at at the moment. And there's a number of names I'm sure all Reds are, are seeing at the moment. It seems right to start at the top of this point with, there's, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but there's a Bosley bomb that David Ornstein, our namesake, dropped this week. The, the links have almost exploded. And 
I've no doubt you've seen that. That's captured the imagination of anyone, you know, a real popular link there for many Reds. And now there's, there's elements of, is there a release clause? Are we really interested? Newcastle have been mentioned. There's a, there's a lot of almost Twitter talk, as I like to refer to it. So maybe the easiest way to ask it is, what's the latest? What can you tell us on that one? Yeah, so so definitely a player of interest. Um, you know, I, I don't think that comes as a huge surprise given he plays for one of the Red Bull clubs. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. he's always spoken highly of Klopp and Liverpool in the past. His 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 goal record from midfield is really impressive. He's he's played in a system that that would sort of suit him coming to Liverpool. Um, the one thing I would say, you know, you know, I don't want to pour cold water in it completely because there's definitely a Liverpool interest there, hundred percent. Obviously. Never knocked down a story that David Ornstein would write either because he's a, a fantastic journalist. Um, the, the one thing I would say, though, um, is that, you know, the, the timing of that coming out, that story about Liverpool is is kind of interesting in terms of, you know, cl- clearly Liverpool are not going to trigger the release clause. They would have done it by now if they, they had an intention yeah. to do that. Um, so, you know, could, it feels a little bit like um, another club maybe is getting a bit of a kick up the backside through, you know, through the Asian or through the selling club. Um, but I think, you know, it could also be that, that Liverpool are in a situation where they don't think that release close with good value and they think that they could negotiate Leipzig down. Um, you know, th- that could be the case. But I, I just got a little bit of a sense from people I spoke to yesterday that, you know, Yes, definitely a player they're interested in, and not one you could rule out at all. Um, you know, I, I think it, it wouldn't be a huge shock if he ended up at Anfield, but I just think you, you don't get the sense that he's number one target at that seventy million right. euro release clause. I think you know certain things have got to fall into place for him to end up at Anfield. I think there are other players they are interested in as well that can play that position. Um, so yeah, not not one you could rule out, like I say, but I think it's just telling really to me that they, they, they haven't triggered that release clause. So they, they would clearly only be happy to sign him at, at slightly less than that or in a different payment structure. And perhaps yeah. there, are, there are other players that are just slightly ahead of him on the on the list in terms of that, that goal scoring eight. Which makes sense. And I know you said repeatedly on our podcast that price and availability are two of the biggest factors in the conversation for Liverpool on that, you know, based on that budget, as it were, this season as well. So it does make complete sense in that regard I suppose latest on the other midfield names I mean you're probably not surprised that Twitter was ablaze as Manu Kone linked off for France the other night and he's in crutches he's a name that's been mentioned on the list that Kepren Turam you know repeatedly being linked understandably that that's a hot name even I've seen Gabri Vega as a our discord men, um, subscribers are mentioning that City are now being linked for him. I suppose almost as a, a batch there, David, that's the right way of phrasing it. Is there any updates on any of those three or any other midfielders that you're hearing at all at the moment? Yeah, so Kone, just just on his injury there, apparently he's had, a, he's had an MCL injury before, so a little bit of a worry to see him go off and, and, and yeah. be on crutches. Um, you know, I already got the impression that he wasn't massively high up Liverpool's list. I think I've said that on this podcast before. I think yeah, he would have yeah. just gone in and, and paid the money because, it, you know, what Munch and Gladbach are expecting is not a huge fee. So I, it just made me feel like there were other uh, other priority targets in that position. And particularly, if he's got an injury now that is, a, a, you know, any severity really, I, I, you just you just can't see that one happening. So that could really sort of scratch him off the list, really. Um, Taram um, is one where I, I had a conversation earlier this week where it was put to me that basically... Yes, initial contact, definite interest in the play. They really like him, um, but but nothing's really progressed in the last couple of weeks or so. So I think around that one is possibly we're looking at a situation where 
under 21 euros out the way maybe we sort of start to see things ramping up on that one um yeah. you know definitely a player of interest no no one would shoot that down at all um but and and and, and liverpool would happily admit that there has been that initial contact there but it yeah, it, nothing has moved yet. So uh, maybe it's one for to see where, when France get knocked out. Maybe they go all the way in that tournament and then we start to see some movement on that uh, to bring him in, hopefully. Um, and on Gabby Vega, um, yeah, bit of a worry for Liverpool, I suppose, if if, if Manchester City are now sniffing around after having missed yeah. out on Declan Rice. Again, it's one where I, I, I look at that and I think that the, the player's perhaps keeping his options open a little bit and, and, and seeing who comes around. I know Chelsea are... Are also definitely monitoring developments on that one. So I think th- this is the thing with Liverpool's business at the moment is they're in a situation where they want to know exactly what they're going to get for for well, what they can get in in total. You know they don't want to sign you know beyond McAllister being a clear priority because they knew exactly what they were getting for what they were going to pay. And yeah. I think I think beyond that it's sort of okay if we it's it's almost knowing your next two deals at once rather than just knowing okay we can get to Ram next. But you you need to know where that leaves you with what you want beyond Taran, and um, so I think that's all all a major part of it really, and 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 those conversations are sort of ongoing, um, which makes me think that yes, there's this little delay at the moment, and and nothing really seems to be progressing. But I think Liverpool are really just going to try and get the ducks in a row and not allow themselves to be left short because, for example, with with Vega, if 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 they get themselves in a position where they think yes, he's definitely one of the two that we want. And then Manchester City come and blow them out of the water. They're in a bit of trouble there. So yeah. you, you have to have all these alternatives lined up. And so I just, I just think that manoeuvring is going on at the moment. But I think, you know, once you see one go, I think it'll, the, the dominoes will start to fall and, and, and we'll, we'll get a much clearer idea of what, what's going on. I think, I think it's something, you know, just to say this as an aside to that really, actually, is it, it's something you could sort of praise Liverpool for in terms of keeping their options open. They don't want to leave themselves like they have in previous seasons saying it's going to be this guy or nobody because they yeah, know they yeah. need to sort the midfield out. So that they deserve praise for that. But one thing that is kind of frustrating about it, and I, so I totally understand fans becoming frustrated by it, is that it, it does seem a little bit like they're, they're just leaving things open at the moment and, and, and leaving the possibility for other clubs to steal in um, and, and get their targets. So that's a, a, a little bit of a worry on that side. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully some movement soon because... You know, there, there are a lot of players on that list now, that, you know, many of which we know about. Um, so we, we would hope to see some movement soon because I think, you know, it'd be nice for to have this sort of wrapped up quite early, wouldn't it? True. Yeah, absolutely. Especially as most are heading back on the 8th of July or the 11th if it's after the international break. So, yeah, not too long till pre-season starts at all. I suppose the, the only other name I'm seeing and I'll sort of, subscribers are asking about is it's kind of one that drifts in and out a little bit Romeo Lavia because he's linked with naturally or he's been linked I should say with all the sort of the big Premier League clubs he's kind of in and out but no one's made almost a a concrete move despite all the talk anything that you're hearing on him at all yeah so Lavia is a really good example actually of, of, of sort of where you know Liverpool again not wanting to see themselves sort of you know, left looking stupid or anything like that. I think that hundred percent player of interest who, who, who they clearly like. I think the one what I said before about him is that I don't think you know Liverpool do not want to get into a bidding war for him. I don't you know they, they'll have a, a set idea in their mind. But I'm also again he he is quite clearly keeping his options open. So you know there's been yeah. talk of City going back in even though they would have that buyback clause in a year's time. Chelsea clear interest there. 
Um, and obviously Liverpool and, and Arsenal have been mentioned for him as well. So I think what might work in Liverpool's favour in this is that things seem to be opening up a little bit. Um, obviously, Caicedo has been really strongly linked to Chelsea. I think I, I wrote in January, actually, that Liverpool expected him to end up at Chelsea and that that is proven to be the case. Um, yeah. Declan Rice has just gone to Arsenal and they've obviously already spent money on sort of in that midfield area if you're going to use habits in that way as people expect. Um, so so they sort of seem to be quite sorted in that position. So it does seem to be slightly opening up a little bit for for, for Liverpool with Lavia and, 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 you know, particularly if City don't go in there, which by the fact that they're in the Vega mix now makes you think that they're going more for a number eight than a holder. Um, mm. So, I, I, yeah, that that is one I think just keep an eye on that because I think that that does seem to be opening up a little bit for them and to maybe have a free run at him. Uh, but clearly the player is just making sure that he knows, you know, what's out there and what his options are. Um, and that, that, that little dance is going on at the moment, but that, yeah, that, that could be one to really keep an eye on. And, and also the, the homegrown element with him, which I always bang on about, um, that, that would be quite advantageous actually to bring Romeo Lavia in, wouldn't it? Cause I think he ticks the box in, in yeah. terms of that. So, yeah, that, that, that could be one to, to sort of keep an eye on in the next few weeks. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Yeah, it it will be, like you said, a, a fascinating few weeks. I think... As, as some people are saying, I think quite wisely, just because the news aren't always public doesn't mean there's a you know a lot not happening privately. And at the same time, like you say, Liverpool are almost getting their ducks in a row, and making sure they understand price availability. Whether the player you know their Liverpool is their first choice, as it were, is realistic and going from there. Almost a bit like a game of guess who when you're knocking them down one by one based on the info that comes out. So it will be interesting to see midfield, especially and. I suppose the, the final area of the pitch to mention was the defence. Again, again, and I know you've said this, midfield being the priority, but, you know, the defence could possibly be looked at there. It, there only seems to be the, the sort of odd link here and there. And the two names that naturally the subscribers are mentioning, and I understand this, is Mickey van der Ven and Inacio, I think it's pronounced at Sporting, the only sort of reoccurring or linked names. And even the suggestions this week that Spurs are very interested in van der Ven other clubs, you know, looking at the release clause around Dinasio. Is there any updates around those two or any other further defensive updates that's worth mentioning? Yeah, so you're saying there's not, not an awful lot of names linked in, in defence. I'm about to sort of knock one out, actually. Um, Inacio there, um, I, I've been told by a, a, a strong source that, that he's not on the list, actually, for Liverpool this, this window, wow. um, which, yeah, sort of surprised me. I thought he sort of, you know, I think we've spoken about how he sort of seems to fit the profile Quite yeah. nicely, but it, it, it doesn't look like that that's one Liverpool are going to chase. So, you know, that, that brings us down to basically Van der Ven at the moment in terms of players who've been linked to, you could maybe see Liverpool going for. I think 
The Van der Ven with, with Tottenham links, I, I, I don't know if that's partly linked to them going for Tapsoba and, and, and maybe there's a case that, you know, Tottenham are using this alleged interest to sort of get a deal done quicker because I think yeah. the, the Tapsoba stuff seems a little bit further advanced. So maybe, you know, maybe it could be that they're, they're looking at both, but I'm not quite sure that that's going to be the case. Um, so, maybe, you know, maybe that, again, leaves Liverpool with a, a free run at Van, Van der Ven. But, maybe that, again, that's one that I just think is, is going to be later in the window just because I think he's also at the under-21 Euros, isn't he? And also, I think just because Liverpool's priority clearly is is midfield at the moment, I think it's just going to be what position do we end up in after midfield and, and what can we do in, in defence? And I think that's I think that's why that is so, sort of so quiet at the moment is that that's, one that they'll, they'll wait until a little bit later in the window to sort out, but yeah, um, the, the Inacio stuff sort of surprised me, but yeah, so we're, we're down to very, very few defensive targets at the moment, so maybe maybe a lot lot more is being thrown in at Van der Ven than we know. Yeah, it is an interesting one because we say that they're all, again like guess who they've been tumbling down like Timber now Inacio. It's yeah, there's very few other credible names, so it will be interesting to see. And one thing I would I'd say on that as well, sorry, is, is that you know. As a journalist as well, you know, I happily admit that I don't know even close to everything. So um, anywhere near everything. So you know, there's, there's names that we haven't even considered here that will will maybe pop up later in the window. You know, in the same way that Shavazli came up um, through David Owenstein yesterday, that these things will happen. Um, so I, I wouldn't get people get too worried. Liverpool is quite a secretive club. It's quite hard to get out what we do get out of them. Uh, or out of various sources from from right. outside the club, um, so you know I, I wouldn't be too worried about that in terms of not being a, a, a huge deal of names in terms of the defensive stuff. I, I think you know that that we we could eventually see that sort of that situation start to clear itself up, and and a late name could emerge that you you haven't even considered. So yeah, not not one to worry about too much. Yeah, which also makes sense, like. Uh... We do like a, a late name as per Luis Diaz, as per yeah. Cody Gapo. And also at the same time, we also like a deal as per Luis Diaz, where Spurs do all the legwork, agree the <laughs> food, agree the wages, and we just take the player. So if it is that with Mickey van der Ven, let's see. But yeah, you definitely want to keep an eye on it. And it makes sense. And, and I know people are going to be listening to this thinking, come on, why aren't they moving? But yeah, it's expecting after that Euros and other things, things will move quickly, fingers crossed. And Interestingly, an area that it does seem to be moving, it does seem to be going quite quickly, is is the other way. Outgoings, to be honest, David. And I know this was a story, you know, you broke personally about Fabio Carvalho and, and him moving to Red Bull. I mean, that, that seems all but pretty much done, that loan. The, the only thing I did want to ask you is that there's been sort of reports there that, again, how true they are, that Leipzig were very, very keen, you know, really negotiating hard to get a... A, you know, a fee, a permanent option or an option of sorts in there. And even talk, they were discussing it with a, a two-year option, you know, re- really trying to manoeuvre, shall we say, in some way. Is that the case, what you're hearing, or has that just been shot down at every port so far? No, that that's 100% true. So I, I know that for a fact that um, Leipzig were, were very, very keen to to get uh, Fabio on a, on a permanent deal if they could. Liverpool were really, really, you know, Reluctant to to sort of sanction that from the, from the off, I think I think Leipzig thought that they could eventually tempt Liverpool into that, but that didn't prove to be the case over negotiations. I think from their perspective, I'm kind of surprised that they took the loan option in the end. I think you know developing yeah. someone else's player is not something that you would think that they would want to do. Um, but I think I think part of it is they believe that they could 
convince Carvalho to want to stay eventually. And if if a spot doesn't open up for him at Liverpool in the end, then maybe you know maybe he's done a year at, Liverpool, at Leipzig and thinks, okay, you know maybe now's the time to move on permanently. Maybe Liverpool would think, okay, yeah, it's it's not going to work out here. Let's let him go. Um, so yeah, that was definitely something Leipzig were pushing for, and also. Yeah, the, the the loan thing in terms of a, a two year uh, loan deal was was definitely discussed as well. Quite, te- it, you know, it was, it was tentative and it never really got close to being signed off. But it was definitely something that was discussed, and it's actually not something you can rule out now. I think th- there is a possibility that if if Carvalho does well on loan, um, that, that another another year's loan would potentially be discussed, and, and maybe there will be an option in that involved yeah. further down the line. But so that that is possibly on the table that that maybe even not in a year's time but in in two years time that then Carvalho comes back to to Liverpool and tries and makes a go of it but um, yeah all those options are on the table and and yeah I, I am like I say slightly surprised that that Leipzig accepted the um, just the loan the straight loan deal for a year but they obviously think that you know they they can convince him ultimately to go there and that he will be really beneficial to have him over the course of the season. I think, you know, it is the best case scenario for Liverpool because he's going playing at a very high level, uh, going playing the Champions League as well. And sure. then you can have a look 12 months down the line whether whether the, the space is opened up for him at Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, naturally that move and the, the Sir Bosley news set the conspiracy theories off about them being linked, etc. But yeah, it seems like it, it's one that has come into fruition and been in the works for a while there. And, I know it was yourself that, that got the info on this. The the other news that we seem to almost be building a relationship somewhat with Aberdeen after Calvin Ramsey, Leighton Clarkson's gone there permanently. And now Reese Williams has gone there on a, a season-long loan for, for his development, I suppose you could say. The, the natural questions that we've been getting from our subscribers around those is... Are there any sort of loan fees for Reese? Is there any details about, you know, the amount for Clarkson? I know it's all undisclosed. Does it link to Ramsey, that type of thing? Or is it just Liverpool are completely keeping that under their hat for now? Yeah, it's it's kind of a difficult one to to get anything on. Liverpool aren't usually shy about fees in, in situations like that, particularly when they're selling. And I, yeah, I'm not really sure. That has been kind of, yeah, quite strictly hidden for, for some reason. Um you know, there was talk that, that it was going to be a record outlay for Aberdeen. So um, I'm I'm not sure what I think that's in the sort of I think in fact that the record they'd ever received was 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 the four and a half million they got for Calvin Ramsey. So yeah. I'm not sure if it's it, it's going to be in that sort of you know that sort of area. I think the talk is it, it could be around sort of around past four and a half million sort of maybe you know up a little bit higher than that in fact that they, they've paid so that's that's a big outlay for Aberdeen um, and, yeah. and not a decent you know a decent return for Liverpool in terms of you know for a, for an academy graduate and um, you know a decent a decent profit on him in the end but that's yeah there's no real official word on that at the moment because yeah it, it's kind of being hidden away um, which is which is an interesting one. Yeah, it is interesting. And, and naturally, and I hate to be sort of pessimistic about players, but there's a lot of sort of subscribers were almost surprised it was a temporary one for Reese Williams. Many thought mm. that he'd be moving on permanently, shall we say, this summer, which I suppose the, the other player that, God, I feel like we say this almost every window, but his name always comes up and almost feel sorry for him in a way that he's still at Anfield, which we shouldn't, but big Nat Phillips. So, the latest on him that he's been linked to Leeds, you know, that was through a few outlets, suggestions of you know, a £10 million fee, which people have opinions on. Any info you've got on that or any updates around that one at all? Yeah, so j- just to go back to Reese, I think, 
I, I also sort of expected maybe a permanent, but I, I guess it's just difficult when, you know, he spent the second half of last season not playing any football at all being after being recalled from his loan at Blackpool. So, yeah. you know, maybe they think that this is the best way to get a profit out of him is send him on loan to Aberdeen. Maybe they would be ultimately the club who buy him if he impresses in the same way that Lane Clarkson did or, or maybe other clubs will watch. But they know with Reese Williams going there, he's got a really good chance of playing quite frequently and putting himself in the shop window. So maybe that's one where he can get a permanent solution a little bit further down the line. And, and, and on that, Phillips, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely up for sale uh, this summer. Um, I, th- I think 10 million is maybe the, the, with the, the fee that's been thrown out there. Maybe that's more sort of what Liverpool are aiming for than whether, whether they'll exactly get that or not. But I, I'm, I'm pleased to see that interest in him, really, because I think he is a really good player in there. You know, he, he might not be Liverpool's standard, but I think he definitely, you know, is good enough to play in a team that's aiming to get back in the Premier League and, and, and in that sort of level. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there will be a lot of other interest beyond Leeds. I think this is quite tentative at the moment. Um, but yeah, it, it's good to see that, and I think I think Liverpool are, are quite keen to sort of sort something out for him this summer because you know he's been a really good servant and, and stuck around and kept his career on hold really. So I think it's time for him to to go out and hopefully get that that move that will will give him the opportunity to show what he's all about and um, and, and yeah, play a lot more football because he's, he's definitely ready for it now. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think all Reds want to see that for his sake as much as. Liverpool's it's just a, a deal for everyone that needs to get done. Brill, yeah, absolutely. And probably the the final thing I wanted to ask you, it's almost a, a two-part question. I think almost the first part, in summary, is it fair to say that, you know, and, and I know this will probably fall on deaf ears with some, but we shouldn't be panicking. The transfer window's just open. There's a lot of time. There's the Euro under-21s. You know, it, it's easier said than done sometimes, but there is things happening behind the scenes. It's just Liverpool, as you said, getting their ducks in a row, and the need to be patient. Would you say that's a, a fair assessment of where we are so far? Yeah, all, always I, I would say that. And I, I think, you know, you can't, it, it is really early in the window. You look at the signings that other Premier League clubs have made and actually the ones they've got over the line, there's not actually that many so far, especially clubs that are around Liverpool. So it's certainly not sort of panic time. And I know, you know, all these names that are coming out in midfield, Liverpool are, de- you know, they're casting the net really wide. They are, they're definitely going to do something there, you know. It, what, how that looks in the end, we, we're not quite sure yet, um, you know. But, but I'm, I'm utterly convinced that they, they will they will get enough deals over the line to to make the squad look a lot stronger by the end of the transfer window, um, and hopefully they will want to move early as well. And I say early, I mean it's only June now, so but I think you know by the early parts of pre-season, we'd like to have a really good idea of what they've got. So I, I'm sure you know. I, over the next couple of weeks, we'll really start to see things move, hopefully. And yeah, it's not one to panic about. It's also not worth panicking about because we have absolutely zero control over it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those. And I think, you know, if it came to the end of the window and, and, and not enough had been done by any sort of sane judgment, I think, you know, wow, the the the, the backlash against um, FSG and, and, and all that would be... You know, I think it will be fully deserved if 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 not enough is done. But I, I am of the mindset at the moment that, that it's early days, and I, I think there are there's a serious desire there to to right the wrongs. Um, so yeah, not 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 a time to be to be probably going on social media and wasting your time uh, haranguing the owners because you know it's maybe one to just keep up your sleeve until the the end of the transfer window, and, and maybe then people will feel it's not enough, and 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 they'd be absolutely entitled to that. But for for now, we, we we're so early in the window, aren't we? And I, I I just think there will be there will be things done, and 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 the squad will end up looking a lot stronger. 
yeah, fingers crossed. I know everyone's hoping that. And I'll, I'll almost leave the, the final question I wanted to ask you to one of our Discord subscribers who asked it. I'll almost put it as that because they've asked me to, to ask this question. I think it's a great one. So they said, naturally, we've heard that midfield's the priority. Liverpool are casting the net far and wide. So based on what you're hearing, and they are saying in this that they're not you know, going to hold you to this. This is just what you know, your gut's telling you, so to speak, you know, from what you're hearing, is... After McAllister, how many more midfielders and what types are you expecting, i.e. a goal scorer, a ball winner, that type of thing? What are you suspecting for profile-wise? Yeah, my, my feeling at the moment, just because of how many targets are out there, how many, how many different agents they're still speaking to right now, it just suggests to me that this, the, the, they would ideally do two more. I, I just because the because the profiles are so different between players whose agents they've been in contact with now. So it's not a case that they were buttering them up up until the point that they got McAllister over the line. I just I just feel I, it's just the sense I get that, that, that why would they be talking to the agents of goal scoring number eight and and those ball winners in midfield. At, yeah, at this yeah. very moment now, unless they had no idea what they wanted. I, I think in an ideal world, Liverpool want to get two more in. And it's, it, it sort of covers the thing that we spoke about before, about not just doing what they need to do to improve the midfield for next season, but also getting ahead of the fact that Henderson's game time is going to drop down over the next two seasons. Thiago is one year out from his end of his contract. So I, yeah. I just get the sense that there are two more midfield signings to come and of differing profiles. One a bit of a goal scorer, um, who can who can you know sort of break into the attack and and, and the other a ball winner, um, so you know it, it maybe a good thing to to look at that would be maybe a Lavia and then a Shabozlai would be a, a really ideal sort of balance of profiles in terms of doing that. Um, that that's the feeling I get, and you know I know I know I won't be held to it as you say, and but but that, that it, it it's just so clear to me that they're at least trying to do that, and um, whether they can get them over the line or not, you know, and get the ideal people they want to, we'll, we'll have to see. But yeah, I definitely get the impression they're trying for two of, of, of very different profiles. Yeah, absolutely. Which I think most people were were suggesting, and like like you said, it'll probably never be enough for some, as Jurgen Klopp said at his press conference, but. Fingers crossed there is at least two more through the door. Brill, I suppose, and I ask it every time, but we've gone literally round the houses there, David. I've, I've almost covered everything I can think of. I've covered everything our um, Discord subscribers asked. Anything you think it's worth mentioning? Is it just a case of hopefully it moves fast and being patient for now? Yeah, not not really a lot else to sort of say. Um, yeah, like I said, um, it's just a case, yeah, just a case of hanging in at the moment, and and yeah, hopefully we see some movement. I think that under twenty one euro thing is 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 a big part of this, so I, I get the feeling it is. So yeah, just hopefully we can get that out of the way and, and see some movement because I, yeah, I'd like to see something start to happen soon, really, because you know you, you want you want you don't want pre season or, or a late joining of pre season to be start to be used as an excuse for a. For a poor start, Liverpool really need to hit the ground running next season after being so poor last season. So I want, I would love to see something start happening soon. And I, you know, I, I get the impression from from just the the, the 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 stuff we get from outside sources in terms of that Liverpool are doing so much groundwork with agents that 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 surely something something's got to start to move soon. And I think you know, seeing things like um, Declan Rice going to Arsenal that that all helps. And um, Chelsea stepping up talks with Caicedo, as I mentioned. That all helps because it starts to move the market a little bit and starts to yeah. free certain players up to to definitely come to Liverpool or definitely go elsewhere or whatever. So we we starting to see that movement now. So hopefully, yeah, 
like I say, over the next couple of weeks, fingers crossed, we can we can really see some progress and in, in, in hopefully next signing coming through the door. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And fingers crossed the next time we're talking, David, it's about one, if not two, midfield or other area additions. So, yeah, absolutely. As, as always, Danny, thanks for your time, sir. Much appreciated. No, thank you. Thank you as always for having me. Good stuff. And that was another Media Matters for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.